The views and opinions expressed in the following episodes are those of the individuals and are not meant to insult or offend anyone. Jeez, dark and gloomy much? Are you trying to be an edgelord? Well, then how should I put it then? I don't know. How about... We come in peace. We mean no harm. We may spoil some things. We may swear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So listener discretion is advised. Michelle. And I'm her co-host Owen. And today our episode is about... What uh, fantasy universe would you want to live in? Ooh. And tonight's uh, game show contestants are Michelle and Owen. Step on down. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, but first uh, shout out to our friend Black White Check for the intro and outro music. Details in the show notes as usual. Yeah, you bet. Alright, so... The idea behind this episode was actually inspired by kind of a joke thing that I saw where it was saying, like, Harry Potter fans and Star Wars fans were saying, oh, I wish I could live in my fantasy universe. And then uh, SCP and Warhammer 40K fans had the Ice Age meme where it goes, where that Sid the Sloth goes, no thanks, I choose life. <laughs> <laughs> Because there are some fantasy universes that can be very wonderful and fantastic places to kind of dream about living in. But then there are some places where it's like, okay, your life expectancy went from whatever, like, you know, say 80 years old to 80 minutes left. (laughs) Dang. Yeah, so let's start it off with, okay, go with, uh, let's start off with the books. Okay. Good little topic. What uh, book series have you read that if you could live in that fantasy universe or in the story world, which one would you want to live in? Ooh, man, that's a tough one. Um... And yes, I am counting comic books in this because it's, even though there's a lot of, like, you know, it's pictures and stuff, it's mostly reading. Yeah. Um, I would have to say... Um, <laughs> I want to say it, but I'm afraid people are going to give me flack for it. Oh, go ahead. Remember, this is all just fun for, or like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, poetry. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay. Um, I would say probably the Harry Potter universe then. Nice. Um, okay. So if, isn't the Harry Potter universe kind of dangerous though? Or? Yeah. So I don't want to be like. One of the people who's in danger, and that's why I said people might give me flack. Like, I don't want to be part of Harry's posse, because <laughs> they're doing dangerous shit. I just want to be, like, a janitor in, like, Hogsworth. Uh, Hogwarts? Uh, Hogwarts, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I heard something a little different there. Sorry, I might have said something a little different, because English is hard, but I meant Hogs- Hogwarts. Yeah, it almost sounds like you're trying to say Codsworth and Hogwarts at the same time. Do I say it weird? It it just, yeah. Hogsworth, right? Hogwarts. Hogwarts. See, this is why I'm going to get flack. Because I say shit weird. I've... (laughs) I know it, guys. I swear. Yeah, but... Don't take my nerd card. I just talk weird. I say things like Maryland instead of Maryland. (laughs) Illinois instead of Illinois. <laughs> Please. Or uh, Ottawa instead of Ottawa. Oh, no, I say Ottawa. <laughs> I know. I just, that's actually a reference that some people might not get, but uh, I heard that one and thought, you know, that that's actually a really funny mispronunciation of that city. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I just want to be, like, a janitor there, just, like, in the cool castle school, like cleaning. Maybe just a regular kind of casual student. You're not doing anything super spectacular, but at the same time, you're still learning a lot of cool spells. Yeah. 
No, that, that makes sense. I mean, could you imagine how much easier, like, house cleaning would be? The whole, like, you just levitate everything out of your way and, you know, you vacuum the floors or you just, like, cast a spell and the dishes, the sponge starts dipping in the water and washing all the dishes. Yeah, exactly. I just want that. No, that's, that's a really cool one. Um, <clears throat> but what would you do, though, if, say, the, some, like, you know, things started going haywire magically, like, you know, an evil wizard comes around or whatever? Then I would have a spell to contact Harry Potter and his buddies, <laughs> and I'd be like, Harry-o, Lario. And that would bring them, and then they would come, and they would save me. I would fight with them. I would help them, but I would need backup, and they are the best backup you can get. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, obviously, with all the battle experience Harry's had against evil wizards and stuff, I mean, him, Ron, and Hermione, they definitely, you know, bring the oomph. Exactly. That's... So, that's my, that's my book fantasy world, because it just sounds so pretty. Nice. Yeah, what about you? Uh, probably I would want to... I would want to live in uh, one of the Gundam series worlds, uh, the books that are uh, written by... Uh, sun, or sun, or not, the animation's done by Sunrise, but... You, uh, whatever the company that like actually publishes the actual graphic novels because just the idea of of course going to space is freaking cool to me uh, actually doing combat out in space sure the chance of dying out there if I'm not one of the elite pilots that gets to pilot the Gundam and everything would be you know my, my chance of death is like 80% or something like that yeah you're like a red shirt in Star Trek exactly. sorry you're gone <laughs> Yeah, it's the whole, hey, you uh, you absorb that incoming fire and everything very well. Thank you. Now the main character's going to come in and, you know, win the day. But, uh, no, it's just all the different types of things, like, uh, you know, working on these big machine, uh, the big machinery and stuff, uh, all the programming you can do to them. And uh, plus, just once, I'd also love to try to do uh, a re-entry in one of those mobile suits. Because I know we did an episode... Uh, based on like the whole Gundam series itself, but there's uh, quite the interesting uh, concept to me of, well, of course, going to space and everything, and it's not like you got to be superhuman or anything, even though there are people who, for reasons, you know, there's all kinds of ways to describe it, be it augmentation or some kind of genetic you know, manipulation or whatever that makes people superhuman in ways. It's still not, like, on a level where it's, uh, yeah, you, you screwed if you think you can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. Yeah, that's fair. You're just very unlikely to win, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, because, uh, the big thing for me is thinking about, uh, a lot of the plots, like, Iron Blood Orphans, uh, that one there was a really heartbreaking story of people trying to fight for, essentially, a reason to live. And I would still be on the side of the guys who it's like, yeah, you know, sure, maybe having the uh, implants into my back and everything to allow me to hook up to the machinery and control it through, uh, like, kind of like mental control. Like, uh, you know, you got the throttle and the guns and everything at your hands, but the more intricate detail workings of uh, the tanks or Gundams or whatever uh, is almost like a direct feed to your brain through the neuron impulses from your brain oh like the matrix uh yeah except for you're not diving into the machine's consciousness and everything it's more like the machine's like reading what you're thinking and going oh time to do this and oh you need to back up or go forwards or you know whatever you need to reload this or something it's just it's more just uh it, the machine does it because you think it nice Which, yeah so it's like there's that one or you know maybe there's the whole trying to uh uh, fight for humans and that or humans and coordinators to coexist or the very complex world of Gundam Wing where you know rebel, uh, rebellions factions 
tyrannies and stuff like that, like empires rising and falling kind of thing, like the tide. It's uh, a complex world that as soon as you think you kind of know what side you're on, that whole, like, you know, but anyways, any one of those uh, books that are series that I've uh, read is, uh, you know, every chapter brings on new challenges, new models and stuff, and yeah, it's like I said, the death, the chance of death is pretty high, but at the same time, the whole, there's so many cool aspects of it where it's like, oh man, I would so want to live in that universe, even if, you know, it would be absolutely scary as all hell to just, you know, keep maneuvering and, you know, just yell as loud as you can the whole, ah, as you shoot or swing your sword or whatever kind of thing. And that makes your uh, mobile suit that much stronger. Nice. Yeah, it's the old cliche, the, the harder you yell, the harder you hit something. <laughs> It works in, you know, actual human physiology. It doesn't quite work the same when it comes to driving fast or flying or anything like that. Yeah, I feel like it's the same concept as when you're trying to do something intricate and you, like, stick your tongue out. The more you stick your tongue out, the better you end up. Yeah. The more And the more it's, like, closer getting to your cheek, the more concentrated you are. Exactly. All right. Uh, so that was a good little uh, kind of you know, our book concept one. Now, what about um, TV series? What TV series would you absolutely love to be in, no matter how great or how small the risk of death would be? I mean, obviously, and, you know, the whole get through it alive type idea would be most ideal. Um, okay, so it doesn't matter, like, live or die. Not overly, but, I mean, again... Um, you know, it's, I guess the other, the, also the other idea I should also mention was, um, there have been some stories that, uh, I've heard and seen, uh, where the concept is, um, uh, such as the movie Stay Alive, where the guys, people start playing the video game back when, like, freaking PlayStation 2 and GameCube was the pivotal, uh, consoles and everything. And, uh, yeah, they, um, uh, were trying to play this horror game, but when their characters died, uh, the go- a ghost would come and kill them the way their character died in the video game. So the only way to live was to beat the game. Uh, same with uh, the series called Sword Art Online, is that until you beat all 100 levels in the game, you're essentially stuck in this coma-like state with this nerve headgear on. Okay. So, I mean, that was kind of the other thing was, like, the whole, if, you know, most likely they try to, especially try to live through the entire series or story arc of the thing, which, I mean, like, again, the Harry Potter one, you know, you're, as far as I can tell, you're pretty safe. I mean, don't get me wrong, absolutely dangerous if you're in the wrong spot at the wrong time, but, I mean, no more dangerous than what I said about Gundam. Truth. All right. So... That changes my pick. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole living is more ideal than dying in, in pretty much every aspect. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say probably... Probably Criminal Minds. Really? Yeah. I'd be an FBI profiler, go out and catch the bad guys... Get to work with Penelope <laughs> and Reed, Morgan. Yay. Yeah, see, I, I could actually picture you working, like, in the office with Garcia, um, uh, Penelope Garcia, in the, uh, like, at the bureau and everything. You know, where, you know, you're behind the monitors, you're looking up all the information and stuff. And you're kind of like that mixture between Penelope and Reed when it comes to uh, figuring out what is going on and uh, how to catch the serial killer, or as they call it, the unsub. Yeah. Uh, the unknown subject, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen the show. Um, but no, just the whole idea of uh, you being on out in the field with 
Morgan or anybody else, uh, I see you freezing up like a deer in headlights. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, probably. But, like, also, maybe in my fantasy world, I'm a little braver. <laughs> a little braver, a little stronger, uh, a little, little faster. A little taller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's absolutely fair. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's not not one of the worst uh, kind of things um, for one of the fantasy worlds to want to live in. Yeah, that would be really cool. And also, the nice thing is is that if you're not at the office with Penelope kind of thing, you know, you out with uh, Reed and Morgan, yeah. you get to fly on that jet. Yay. <laughs> that hesitation is because she actually has a fear of flying. Yay. So. <laughs> but in my fantasy world, I wouldn't, so it would be fine. And I would be happy to be on the the plane and stuff. Because, see, what I would have chose if it didn't matter whether he lived or died was the Walking Dead universe. But I don't think I'm going to last long there. So <laughs> we'll go with something where at least I can maybe put my uses or my... Your uh, incredible serial killer slash true crime... Intellect and, uh, I want to say... Knowledge? Enthusiasm? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> knowledge, knowledge. Let's go with that one. Um, you know, that ca those kind of things is more beneficial than when it's like you see a whole horde of walkers or zombies and it's like, oh my god, this is just like the Manson family or something like that. Like, you know, they're just uncaring and nonstop when it comes to killing and whatever. It's like... How does that help the situation? You know, shoot them with the guns or the arrows or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And thank you for the compliment. I don't think I have an incredible knowledge and whatnot, but I have a bit of a, a knowledge, so thank you. Every time we're watching Criminal Minds, I'm always just like, whenever they bring up something that's uh, relatable or relevant to the real world, or, you know, like a show's based off of uh, some very, uh, based off of true crimes that have happened, I just look over at you go, is, is, that, is that accurate? Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and there's times where you're like, oh, yeah, no, that, that's very accurate. That's very true. I mean, we did have a, that Mar or, uh, was it the Manson family thing about the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we were talking about that, and it's like, well, it's kind of true, but not really with the whole squatting thing and blah, 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 so... Uh, did we we did uh, did we touch on that? Um, I think we touched on that in our episode that we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh... So, all right. So then, moving along, what is your TV series uh, universe that you'd like to live in and complete? Uh, live in and complete. Um. Well, uh, for living in and completing, being uh, quick and easy, I would say Firefly, but that's because <laughs> it only had one season, and it breaks my heart every time I think about that. Yeah. Because Jersey Shore got, like, what, second to seven seasons or something? We don't talk about it. Yeah. It, it's just, it's literally inequality on TV, in the TV broadcasting standards, uh, and then there's an extension or proportion. Um, no, if I had to choose a TV world to live in and, or to, like, try to survive all the way to the end to, um, I would probably say I'd want to live in the supernatural world. Nice. Because it's like, yeah, uh, the thing that I really love about that show and that would make me want to live in it more than, say, something like, um, Dragon Ball Z, or um, maybe like uh, The Flash, or uh, again, like I said, Firefly, is that even though there's uh, things like uh, Wendigos, vampires, werewolves, demons, angels, for crying out loud, and uh, yes, I am counting angels as part of the bad guys, because some of the sh things that they do... <laughs> Yeah. They're holier than thou, and that's what makes them dangerous. <laughs> uh, is that there's uh, the whole, as long as you're not essentially, quote-unquote, 
uh, the victim of one of the monster attacks, you can kind of get a, you know, do some research, find out what's going on, find out what you're facing, and yeah, you know, you, you're able to uh, fight it or get the hell out of its way, uh, depending on how, like, things like if it's a poltergeist or something, or a curse, you don't fight it, you get out of its way, because it's like trying to fight a current. Yeah, exactly. In worst case scenario, if you are getting attacked by something, you may may meet the Winchester. Exactly. And one thing I would definitely say about that show is that death is not permanent. So even if I die, there's still a chance I can come back and, you know, keep on kicking. Exactly. So I would say Supernatural has that very special place in the heart because it's I mean, I'm definitely not expecting to, like, die and come back as many times as uh, Sam or Dean uh, did, because they had a lot of bo- uh, stuff looking out for them where people were able to be like, uh, that's so unfair. How come you guys get to keep on living? We don't. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be kind of, like, the big reason why it was Supernatural, because I was actually thinking Doctor Who, but at the same time, uh, I have a feeling bullets, and I can imagine laser blasts or bolts or whatever are very similar, would be magnetically drawn to me, and I would not last very long. Yeah, and weeping angels. Yeah, the, you know, the, and, and not to mention the Daleks. Like, <laughs> you don't fight Daleks. No. You let the doctor create whatever contraption he needs to to get them all to, like, cower. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, like, obviously... There's all that, and I think the only character that has lived uh, so long and so far with the Doctor has been the TARDIS. Yeah. And so anyways, uh, yeah, companions don't exactly, uh, if they do have a, you know, they live after the Doctor and everything, which most of them do, um, usually uh, it's quite a lot of heartbreak for the Doctor and the companion. Yeah. So, but that's what makes the show so wonderful in a, in a very sad way. Exactly. Okay. Um, okay, so we've done uh, books, TV. Now, is there a particular movie that you would want to uh, live in that universe? And I, I mean, like, we can count like um, a single movie. We can count trilogies. We can count uh, universes, kind of thing. I think I have an idea what you're going to go for, but if you don't say it, I'm going to be absolutely dumbfounded. Oh, the pressure's on now. No, 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 I'm just saying, this is what I'm kind of thinking, like, is, like, to my mind, this is where it's, like, if we're going with, as long as it's in a movie format kind of thing, where it's, like, they have a plot, the development, the climax, that kind of thing, in each and every single movie that's, like, an hour and a half-ish long... This is just kind of like, I'm just kind of like, I think I know where you're going to go, but I'm not sure. I would say probably, um, if I had to pick a movie universe, it would probably be the View Askew universe. Oh, going for the old Kevin Smith one. Yeah, is that what you thought I was going to pick? Yeah, that's exactly Because <laughs> I know how much of a Kevin Smith fan you are, so... Yeah, and especially all the movies that, like, fit into that universe. There's not really, like, a whole lot of danger. It's more, like, you have to worry about getting, like, shit-bombed by Brody <laughs> with his handshake. Yeah, or uh, you have to deal with uh, Randall's idiocy. Yeah, which, I mean, I do work, so I deal with some of that shit daily anyway. Oh, yeah, but I'm just thinking more along the lines of, uh, oh, in a certain episode, Clerks 2, and Wanda Sykes uh, overheard him, and she was like, this mother effer did not just say what I think he said, and everything. I mean, I would have fired Randall for that, so, I mean, there's that. I know, but I'm just saying, that's Randall's shenanigans, I think, on a daily basis. Yeah, pretty much. Because, I mean... Yeah, he also tried to get that, uh, what was it, uh, Elijah? Yeah, was it the birthday show or birthday gift or whatever? Oh, no, it was, um, Dante's wedding. Right, right. Yeah, uh, bachelor party. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, thinking of that. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, I mean, he did bring up a good point in Clerks 1, or or the first Clerks movie. 
where they were actually talking about the the whole. Wait a minute. So you're saying that wait, what? Uh, when Luke blew up the Death Star and everything, wasn't there contractors and people working on that and blah 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 yeah. and everything? And I was like, Randall, okay, first of all, first of all, sit down, kid. Just just sit down. You you know you're so wrong on so many levels right now. Okay, first of all, the first Death Star was 100% completed and functional. There was a design flaw put in there thanks to the movie Rogue Squadron that was revealed that it wasn't just a technical error or whatever. It was actually a designed Achilles heel. Second of all, um, there was so there's only you know battle troopers or whatever basically, and anyone that was of military rank was on that battle station or your re- fellow rebel prisoners who were ready, ready and willing to die against the Empire's tyranny. Second of all, maybe against the second Death Star that was still being built over the Force Moon of Endor. Um, that one there had people welding and doing plumbing and electrical work and whatever to build that second Death Star. If they were not military people, they were kidnapped or you know taken as like prisoners of war type thing to work on the Death Star because the Empire, surprise, surprise, was a complete tyrannical rule. It was a dictatorship. It was a empire type thing. Like if you did not, if you were not part of the per- group that benefited from the Empire, you were heavily oppressed and forced into doing things. Randall, just sit down, shut up, and drink your coffee. Because clearly, kid, your mind went in somewhere so wrong. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was just the thing I wanted to say to that Randall guy. And it's like, I know Kevin Smith is a huge nerd fan. And, you know, I absolutely love all his movies and everything. Just that character was like, Randall, you know, on the surface, that is a very good point. And it's like, man, Luke, Luke and everyone, the, the rebels look like mass murderers. However, there's a, cer- there's a certain background lore you're forgetting. Not only that, but you gotta remember the Empire blew up an entire planet. So there's that. But... Also, the nice thing about being a part of the View Askew universe is there was a probably a pretty good chance I could have met Stanley. And so that in itself makes it worthwhile. Yeah, that would have been freaking fantastic. Yeah. And because Stan Lee, when he was in the View Askew universe, he was Stan Lee. He wasn't just some yeah. cameo character, right? No, he was Stan Lee. He was there to sign comic books. Yeah. So, I mean, all honesty, I was like, man, that, that, that. One of those things where it breaks my heart to know I'll never get to do, but I'm, like, hoping Stanley's resting in peace kind of thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, uh, you know, don't, don't, I should say to myself and to everyone else out there, whoever who thinks like this, the whole, ah, he'll never get to do that. Don't fixate on the things that you never will do. Look at the things that you can still do. And go and do them and enjoy them. Because, you know, there's still this great, big, beautiful world out there and all kinds of incredible people. Just because, you know, legends like Stan Lee are gone does not mean that the world uh, is complete garbage now. It just means that, unfortunately, he's not with us to keep making this world a better place. Exactly. So, what is your movie universe you'd want to be a part of? Okay. In full honesty. Yep. No hate. No hate. I would want to be in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, universe. I knew it. You knew you. I literally. What's thinking that that was the one you were going to pick? How did you know that was the one I was going to pick? Because you want to meet the turtles. Ah, uh, okay, yes. I would absolutely love to meet Master Splinter, uh, Leo, Raph, Mike, Donatello, uh, you know, all those turtles and everything like that. Uh, I would just want to be Casey Jones. Like, uh, in some iterations, he is a goofball and, you know, it's, Oh man, this guy's what? 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 Why is he in the story? And then there's some cases where it's like, okay, Casey Jones is like the fifth turtle, the human turtle that everyone can relate to and stuff. And so it's you know that 
Plus, their love of pizza is only rivaled by mine. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, you know, all the teachings that you, I could learn from Master Splinter, uh, like, you know, the whole life and discipline and everything like that would be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, sure, I would have to deal with, like, I mean, if we go with uh, the first live-action movie one, you know, of course, obviously, I'd have to deal with the whole... Uh, MC Hammer's, uh, you know, whole deal uh, going on and stuff, or, you know, breaking into Vanilla Ice concert, underground concerts. <laughs> uh, or the third movie, which I really kind of just consider, uh, hey, <laughs> they were going with a plot, and then it was just everyone in the 90s just got crazy weird. Uh, they, you know, they had to do the whole, let's do time travel, but with turtles and 90s references only that people that are alive and hip right now will understand and don't age well. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, so, you know, there's just kind of that whole shenanigans with that. But then, of course, like the CGI movie that came out, that was a really good one. Seeing Raph as the Iron Turtle or kind of thing where he was like the, covered in armor. Which is kind of weird to think. Like, the, how much of a shell they have covering their torso and back. It's like, really, all you need is your limbs and your head covered, Raph, and there you go. But he also covered his shell as well. Ah, better safe than sorry. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, seeing Donnie work on all his gadgets and stuff, but also, as much as there have been a lot of flack towards, like, the plot line with uh, the latest live-action Michael Bay Turtles movie, I will say that... For the, on the whole, the turtles were done really well. Splinter feels a little off. Splinter's kind of supposed to be like a pacifist slash, uh, you know, the guru to them, the father figure who, like, he only steps in when he, when he kind of absolutely has to, but when he does, it's like he lays down the law. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, it's... Uh, say what you want about those movies, but all in all, like, the whole turtles movies, uh, and especially... I mean, more specifically, I'd rather live in, like, the 90s ones versus the 2000s ones because, you know, the Foot Clan Ninja, you know, they use smoke bombs and they're using nunchucks and bow staffs and whatever kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, you know, actually fighting each other, not the assault rifle carrying Foot Clan mercenaries. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's, you know, uh, the, the movie universe I would absolutely love to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect to get my ass kicked a few times, but I will become stronger and better for it. Exactly. Uh, okay, now, this is, I'm saving this one because this is the cherry on top. This is the creme de la creme of the subject that I want to know. Okay. Since, you know, since I referenced in the movie the of uh, the, uh, Stay Alive that it was a video game where, you know, you die in the game, you die in real life, or like Sword Art Online, you die in the game, you get... Your brain microwaved. Um, what video game series would you want to live in and to get out of safely? You have to beat it without dying. Because I know, like, if we just went with it, we could live in any video game universe, and it's like, oh, I'm pretty sure you would go with something like The Sims, but. At the same time, it's like, ah, uh, but that's just kind of like life, but at the same time, kind of not. Yeah, I actually wouldn't want to live in The Sims. Ever. Yeah. You'd want to pl- you want to play The Sims, but you wouldn't want to be a Sim in Sims. Yeah, because, like, at certain points, I take over their, like, um, control of them and make them do what I want them to do. And I don't want to be in a game where someone gets to do that to me. So, <laughs> uh, no. Um... Probably, if I had to pick one world, I probably wouldn't last very long in it. Just throwing that out there now. Uh, but I mean, is the game, like, quote-unquote, beatable? <clears throat> and you, if you beat it, you get, out alive, you get out alive. Yeah. Okay, okay. I would think so. Okay, because it's just, like, making sure, because unlike the... Um... Like I said, The Sims, and there's, like, Minecraft, where it's, I mean, technically, yeah, Minecraft, you can beat that one, but also at the same time, that's a game that has a uh, concept that you never really beat Minecraft. You just 
get better at crafting. Yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> the one that I would pick that I probably wouldn't last very long in is Resident Evil. Really? Resident Evil? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, that, that's like, an awesome game and everything. I just was kind of, was not expecting that. Mostly because I know how you do with things making loud noises, um, things jumping out at you. Um, yeah, so it's like gunfire, explosions, zombies screaming and whatever. I mean, I, I didn't say I was going to last long. No, no, that's true, that's true. But I'm just thinking, like, for the sake of you uh, surviving and everything. I mean, I could have picked something boring, like um, Stardew Valley, which aren't, it's not a boring game, but, I mean, it's just, all I gotta do is farm. Yeah, it's one of those chill, relaxed kind of games and everything. And but stuff. No, the Resident Evil does have, like, a once you beat the storyline and everything, you've beaten the game. And, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even, uh, it doesn't matter which one you go with, because I don't think there's really an easy Resident Evil no. Um, but yeah, no, it'd just be uh, interesting to think about you trying to run around with like a pistol or a shotgun and, you know, going down hallways. Because I know like sudden loud noises uh, startles you. But what about if you're the one causing the loud noises? Yeah, so what you're referencing is my PTSD. <laughs> Well, I'm not and trying to say, like, you know, I'm just kind of it's, curious. It's fine. Um, so, typically, loud noises in general bother it, even if I'm the one who does it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm prepared for it, then I can kind of, like, prepare myself for it and, like, kind of cover my ears and stuff. Yeah. But I know even at work, like, here in the real life... <laughs> Even at work, I've accidentally, like, knocked a cutting board into the sink or something. Mm-hmm. And that still bothers me. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But I feel like I might not last very long, but maybe I'll have fun trying to kill the zombies. Yeah. You know what's more fun than killing zombies? What? Killing Nazi zombies. Truth. <laughs> No, that's a, a really good point. And, uh, but my, uh, then I have a question for you, though. Because um, what's that technique called where you have the, like, the stone bowl and the kind of like big club thing that you uh, mush or mash leaves together to make um, the remedies or whatever? Yeah, I'm not sure what the technique is called, but I, I know think, that's a mortar and pestle. Yeah, but I don't think. Uh, I don't and think you the grind them up. Yeah, grinding or whatever, but not yeah. muddling or whatever, because that's uh, actually bar technique for. You muddle the leaves or whatever to make them like veto. Yeah. So. Go, so go for one right now. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyways, uh, I digress. Um, the reason why I was thinking that is um, with your germophobia, uh, how do you feel about uh, the whole idea of like, you know, grinding up or mushing up like a red herb and a green herb and a blue herb and everything to kind of heal yourself up from all the... Well, when you're in a zombie apocalypse, you cannot have a germophobia. So, I guess I would have to get over it pretty fucking quick. <laughs> hey, just remember, a flamethrower is one hell of a disinfectant. Truth. And uh, alcohol, rye, uh, anything that's like a uh, 40% alcohol content makes one hell of a disinfectant. Exactly. I mean, you don't have to use a lot of it, but at the same time, it disinfects wounds. Yeah, so see, I'm covered. <laughs> Okay. Um, what about you? What video game universe is the one that you would want to live in and complete? Um, live in and complete. You know, God, there's so many freaking games that I've played, and there are so many good ones. But I would have to say probably one of my favorite series that is essentially beatable, and I mean you can just go back and redo missions and stuff, like in most games, is um, the Monster Hunter universe. Oh, that's not the one I thought you were going to pick. Okay. What did you think I was going to pick? I thought you were going to pick Ratchet and Clank. Oh, 
But that, see, that would be a good one. But of course, I'm also picturing it as like I'm just like a, a side character, or it's like if I am the main character, it's yeah certain things. Now, as much as like no, I would absolutely love to be in the Ratchet and Clank universe. But there's also the Jack and Daxter one. Um, but no, I'm personally going with Monster Hunter because of uh, the new Monster Hunter game Rise. Yeah, where you get these. Um, bug like things uh, where um, it's kind of like you have like a grappling hook shot thing that regenerates over time slowly and allows you to like you can grappling hook up or forwards and if you uh, do it upwards and you run up a wall real quick and then your character like oh I'm losing uh, momentum or steam and then you kick off and then you can like redo it again so it allows you to essentially run up a cliff yeah um, or you know you can knocked into the air by a monster and then you quickly do the little grappling hook thing forwards and go flying back at it and bring your weapon out and smack it across the face nice um but then of course the what the biggest thing to me was the palamute thing where you have a dog that is bigger than a great dane Yikes. as you've seen yeah great danes are big yeah, but this these Palamutes are definitely way bigger than that because they can hold up a human's, like, you know, um, I'd say anywhere from about 150 to 200 pound human, grown human's uh, body weight plus all their armor and run at incredible speeds. Dang. And it's just like the whole, oh, I would love a dog like that so much. <laughs> that's like, not a dog, that's a horse. No, it's a Palamute. And it's like, yeah, the whole, uh, yeah, just having a, a canine that's like that and everything, helping me hunt down uh, anything from, you know, just a little jaggy or velocipray or whatever, all the way up to frickin' elder dragon level things. Uh, now, as absolutely scary as it could be, that's why you always have a far caster ready to jet your ass out of there. Uh, you know, you always have the flashbangs ready, pitfall traps, shock traps, all these things. It's like a skilled hunter with the right tools can take on any monster. And, of course, the better the weapons and armor, the more likely you are to survive, which, of course, is like I would so grind on everything all the way up to make sure that I have, like, the very best armor or weapons to go up against the next biggest thing where they're like hey this is what we need you to go hunt and take care of before this village gets wiped out and it's like all right well since obviously this doesn't ha happen until i commit to it i'm gonna take my time and get myself in the best position possible so it's kind of one of those games where it's like yes i will survive because i put a lot of time into developing everything along the way and you know and that, of course i haven't even touched on like little armor charms that you can put on your person and make yourself more adaptable to certain situations. Nice. So yeah, that's uh, that would definitely be the video game I would want to live in because as scary as it might be to look at a monster whose mouth could probably chomp me in one bite, at the same time, there's just uh, so many uh, different things about the game that even though it's scary wearing armor that makes it so you're not likely to get you know chomped in half or having weapons that allow you to fight the big monsters with uh inactually you know smack it across the face being like uh does wayne brady have to smack a bitch <laughs> good old dave Chappelle reference there when uh he was like hanging out with uh wayne brady from whose line is it anyway uh or the uh show that wayne brady did don't forget the lyrics or was it remember the lyrics don't forget the lyrics. don't forget the lyrics yeah wayne brady he's a incredible uh, guy that i would absolutely love to just go see live someday yay but yeah i love this dave Chappelle skit where he's like the whole you know, are you disrespecting me? Is Wayne Brady going to have to smack a bitch? <laughs> I can't believe I just remember that just right now. All the times I've ever been referencing the whole, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, hit the rack pool balls like it owes you money or something. Or, uh, you know, whenever I tell you to beat something up in a game and it's like, beat it like it owes you money or beat it like it's the redheaded stepchild you never had. Ha. Huh. 
Yes, yes, I know. It's kind of a joke that I only make for you. I know, because I'm a redhead, and I'm a stepkid. Uh, uh, no, yeah, uh, attack, okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay, no more for Nanny. <laughs> what? I'm not going to get into the whole, uh, like, you know, details about, uh, you know, your family and everything like that uh, on uh. this episode, because I don't think we have enough time to cover that. Uh, we need a full Dr. Phil episode. Ha. <laughs> Uh, okay, but anyways, whose family isn't complicated, honestly? Exactly. But, yeah, yeah, you make the joke because my dad's married to my stepmom, so I'm a stepkid. And yeah. I'm a redhead, so. Yeah, that's true. It's like the whole, I don't make it out of, like, I'm trying to belittle you or make you feel bad about yourself. No, you make it as a funny, and I take it as a funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, uh, condone any abuse towards children, ever, of any kind, no matter how bad the kid might act and everything. There are ways of disciplining them without resorting to abuse. Yeah. Let's keep our hands to ourselves, everyone. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I just wanted, uh, that's my personal stance on regards to stuff like that. Exactly. Now, um, okay. Uh, I think that was everything. So we're seeing, we started off with books, then we went on to TV series, then movies, video games. Yep. Alright. Um, now, final question. Kind of a would you rather. Okay. Now, I'm thinking of the three most inhospitable, dangerous places to live. And, oh. like, you know, I'm talking like you have to go from, like, you have to try to get through the place. Like, you survive there for a week. Okay. Which of these three places on Earth, the real life places, would you want to try to survive in? Would it be, um, the Antarctic, or like, you know, uh, yeah, the Antarctic, because that's got the penguins. Yeah. Or would you rather try to survive the Sahara Desert, or uh, the Amazon rainforest? Is the Amazon rainforest in Africa, or is that South America? South America, I think. Okay, uh, let's go with the, the, like one of the big forests over in Africa, because that's where it's got all the sand. Oh, sure. Let's don't go ask with- me. I don't know anything about geography, man. Okay, well, let's just say, you know, like, uh, let's go with a tropical rainforest or uh, just the outback in Australia. One of those four choices. Where would you want to try to survive for a week? The Sahara Desert. Really? How come? Because they don't like cold. That's true. So already the Antarctic's out the window. Um, I don't like some of the animals that they have in Australia. Yeah, I'm um, surprised there's as many people living there as there is, and I bet it's a wonderful place to go to, but uh, just some of the things out there seem to be made of rage and spite towards humans. And I feel like I would freeze in the rainforest because of all the rain. So the desert would be the best place I think for me. That's fair, that's fair. Although snakes, scorpions, uh, certain spiders, and you know all the fun things, and sandstorms, but... You know, that would be interesting to see you try to survive in the Sahara Desert. Snakes don't scare me. Oh, I know they don't scare you. Scorpions suck, but I try to stay away from them. Yeah. Spiders don't scare me. Oh, I know spiders don't scare you. So, I'm good. Okay, that's fair. What about you? If you had to choose between those four places, where would you choose and why? Honestly... I would have to say the Amazon rainforest. Oh, I'm surprised. I know. Okay, so first of all, um, I already have a mild case of fro- uh, case of frostbite on one of my fingers. Yeah. And I know how to survive in the winter environments, but at the same time, it's the whole yeah when frostbite starts to act up and everything, it sucks, and you and know you have to warm yourself up super quick or you're in trouble. And so, yeah, basically just be like, how do I dig myself a hole or some kind of way to keep myself, like, sheltered from the exposed air and, you know, try to huddle for heat, like, in any sense of the way? It would just be such a nightmare. Um, Then, of course, there's the case of the uh, Sahara Desert. Now, it would pretty much be the exact polar opposite of that. And... Uh, instead, it's like, okay, now I'm worried about heat stroke. 
and now the scorpions they would bug me in the fact that it's like okay i know these things are made of rage and pissed off at humans but uh yeah the snakes it's like okay well for the most part snakes generally don't care too much about humans because we're kind of just a weird mammal that's walking around through them so they don't overly care it's just when we get in their territory um yeah and then of course the spiders there wow i would find some way of getting a sledgehammer or flamethrower or just some kind of makeshift weapon but yeah. the reason why i chose the amazon rainforest is because for if i'd survive for a week one getting the fresh water would not be that hard to do because it's you know i mean there's lots of rain and everything so water supply taken care of uh as far as food resources go well, all kinds of things live in the rainforest and stuff. There's all kinds of things to eat there, and I am including bugs, because bugs are mostly proteins. Yep. So, you know, it's like it would not be fancy living or whatever, but it would be sustainable living. Now, however, the fact about spiders, well, uh, let's just say I would be trying to craft myself some kind of shelter, and I'd always be checking every time. I'd probably be sleep-deprived for the whole week, worried about a spider biting my ass, but <laughs> that would be my best choice like personal choice for surviving there for a week with you know essentially the kind of like I, I i view that as like the easiest level to try to survive for a weekend kind of thing yeah all right well i think that was uh, a nice little episode of you know where we'd want to where we'd want to live and or try to survive in yeah all right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for joining us on this crazy little adventure. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, just remember, no matter what your thing is or what you're into. At the end of the day, we're all just a little nerdy.